0: ...give us prayer concerns, and they are on a note card. And the prayer concern is shared in the worship service and is also given to our Tuesday prayer team. And so if you would like a card that um, you share a prayer concern uh, to both entities, if you'll raise your hand and an usher will bring you a card. If you'll just write very, very legibly, very easy to read. Um, and if you don't want it read in worship but given to the prayer team. Just uh, note that on the card and we'll be glad to do that. We have exploring membership classes today. So the um, first Sunday of every month, we have a chance to um, for you just to sit down with me and we walk around the church and show you a little bit more about it. You learn more about what uh, the United Methodist philosophy is, what memorials philosophy is within that church, and uh, just get to know a couple other um, newcomers, visitors to the church. Uh, So I encourage you to stay in this room at 10 o'clock back there at the um, video booth, and I'll make sure that you get to the right place for that. Um, We start a new worship series today through this month and next month. figure you all are going to be going on the water at some point out to creeks or lakes or oceans, whatever that may be. And so um, for the next eight weeks, we're looking at scripture passages in which people learned a lot about themselves and about God on a body of water. And so that might be a little body of water, might be a big body of water, might be medium-sized. And so um, important lessons on creeks, lakes, and seas is what we're going to be talking about for the next um, eight weeks. You can see a grocery, or not a grocery, a um, trash bag in the back on the other side of the wooden door between that door and the exterior door. And it's one of my favorite signs you see in a church or a school. It's a trash can that says this is not a trash can which I always think is funny, um, because it in fact is a trash can, it's just being redefined uh, in another way. It's black and it's got a circle in it, and it is for your plastic grocery bags. How many of y'all buy groceries during the week? Right, good call. Uh, How many of you get those plastic bags that they give you? Probably the majority of you. How many of you keep them under your sink and probably have somewhere over under 677 grocery bags under your sink? They are going to be used in an incredibly unique way, um, those that you come and bring to us. Um, Carson Redlines one of our great youth. He um, helped us with the confirmation program, and he has got an idea to um, uh, uh, weave uh, pads that go under a uh, sleeping bag for the homeless, and they uh, provide a little cushion. They, provide, they get it off the ground a little bit so it won't get wet, and it's something that they uh, truly, truly want and you, uh, you won't believe uh, what you bring in simple plastic grocery bags will do for that project. It's gonna be a long-term project, and that's the first thing that we need you to donate. So if you'll see those collection spots in the church uh, for some time now, if you remember to bring your plastic bags, make sure to do that. I'm gonna call on uh, Leanna Morris. Leanna's gonna speak to us. She's our um, interim children's director, and she's got an announcement for us, and while she comes, I'm gonna tell you, I've got annual conference this week. This is the gathering of um, all United Methodist ministers of our state and four, five, six lay people from every church in our state. And we gather for four days and talk about terribly exciting things like financial reports and uh, all kinds of committees. But we do, we do have the ordination service, which is really amazing, and uh, also the retirement service and memorial service for those we've lost in the past year. So I'll be gone Sunday to um, Wednesday, and uh, we'll be back late Wednesday night. Um, But you can email me if you like. Leanna Morris.
1: Good morning. I just had an announcement about Planning Center. It's in the back. If you have a preschool through third grader who's going to be going to Sunday school today, if you could please just check them in with me in the back before they go. That would be great. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Leanna. I believe that's everything. Let's begin our service.
2: Please stand and sing with us.
3: you um, that you help us to open our eyes oftentimes we get caught up in the day-to-day and we forget to look around and see you Um, I pray that this morning we'll be able to keep our eyes and hearts open so that we can hear what you have to say through Joe Um, and Lord we love you in your name we pray amen
2: please turn and greet your neighbor and children come forward for the children's sermon
1: good morning okay so do y'all like to drink water you do do you drink a lot of water sometimes I don't drink enough water and my mom fusses at me (laughs) some like some really smart people they say that we're supposed to drink eight to nine glasses of water a day do you drink that much you don't me either I'm good to drink like one or two but that depends on how hot it is and whether or not you're doing a lot of running and playing. When you run and play a lot, you have to drink lots of water, don't you? Because you get really thirsty. Do you like water with your cookies? Do you dip your cookies in water? No, me either. I dip my cookies in milk. Do you like water with your hamburger or do you like a Sprite or a Dr. Pepper? Yeah, me too. But when I'm running and I'm hot and thirsty, I still just want water. So the part of the world that Jesus lived in, it was really hot and dry. Do you think it was kind of like a desert? you think you need a lot of water when you're in a desert? I think you need a lot of water when you're in a desert. So one day as he was traveling through Samaria, he passed through a small village, and I can't pronounce the name, I'm very, very sorry. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus was hot and tired. He'd been walking a really long time. So he sat down beside the well, and it was like the middle of the day. So that's when it's really, really hot. That's when you want to just jump in the pool. But he didn't have a pool to jump into. Soon, a Samaritan woman came to the well to fill up her water jar. She had like a big jug, and you would fill it up with water and then take it back to your house. And Jesus asked her to please give him a drink. The woman was shocked. You see, in those days, a Jew, which is what Jesus was, wouldn't be caught talking to a Samaritan. It just wasn't what people did. Why are you, a Jew, asking me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? That's what she asked him. Jesus answered, if you knew who it was who was asking for you for a drink, you would ask him for a drink, and he would give you living water. Everyone who drinks from this well will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water that I give will never thirst. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty, and so I won't have to keep coming to the well to draw water. She didn't understand that the living water was to believe that Jesus was the Savior. Go and get your husband and bring him here, Jesus told the woman. I don't have a husband, she said. You are right, Jesus answered. You don't have a husband right now. See, he knew she didn't have a husband. That's kind of cool that he knew that about her. You must be a prophet because you know everything I have done, the woman said. Then Jesus explained to her that he was the Messiah. The woman was so excited that she ran into the city and told all of her friends. She said, Come and see a man who has told me everything I have done. Surely he must be the Christ. Because of what the woman told them, many Samaritans came to know Jesus and accept his offering of living water. They said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said, Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the Savior of the world. Cool and refreshing water. It refreshes the body, but it can't compare to the living water that Jesus gives us and refreshes our soul. Will you pray with me? Dear Jesus, as the deer longs for streams of water, so we long for you, the living water. Amen.
0: I like when the older sibling helps out the younger one. uh, That's when parenting feels like it's worth it. get a little help from the older one. Um, The Rock House is right over there. And it's distinct. uh, And if you're looking at our uh, campus, it really sticks out on the Church Street. And it's been many different uses. And its primary use now is with scouting. Um, So I'm going to call up Bill Mahaffey and Mark Green. They are from, let me make sure I get the numbers right, Troop 107. And pack O seven one, and they're gonna. We periodically are just gonna bring them in front of y'all so that they can tell you about scouting. In case you have a family member that would like to join, don't be scared. Come on up.
4: Mark, I'm Bill. Good morning. How are you doing today? Hi. Well, I'm. Bill McAfee, I am the Cub Master of Pack 071, and Mark Green is the Troop Master, Troop Leader of Troop 107. Um, we kind of shuffle those numbers around it, it. Gives us something to do. But we meet um, Monday nights, the, the Cub Pack, um, at 6.30, um, Monday evenings, and we meet at the, um, I can't remember the name of the house. Passage. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, The big house, the big, nice house. So we've uh, moved into the upstairs the Cub Pack has, and we occupy that. And we've. um, uh, I'd like to take a moment to thank Pastor Joe and uh, MUMC. Um, You've opened uh, your arms and your hearts to us and brought us in, and it's been a blessing to us. Um, We were in a position where we didn't have a sponsor and we had no place to go. And I had a group of scouts that were going with me wherever I went to. And Mark pioneered... um, finding that uh, building the relationship with the church here and um, this first year has uh, been an awesome success it, it, this is a great home I wouldn't want to be anywhere else so I thank everybody for their efforts and their support um, I could say more about what we do but pictures speak louder than words and videos even louder still so I think we have two videos that we can show and um, and if you have any questions at any time, please don't hesitate to contact me or Mark. Thank you.
2: Early to bed, early to rise. Keep your head up and you see dark skies. Oh, what's a boy to do? The clouds roll away and you see the sun. Something good has just begun. Oh, what's a boy to do? Everybody knows that you're looking for something.
5: My name is Catherine, and the boys in my den call me Miss Cat. My son has been in scouting since he was six, and he's now 11. And scouting has been an amazing opportunity for our family. All the organizations that are out there and all the activities that you could put your son in. Scouting has these amazing values that it's based in, It teaches your boys to become young men, to become good citizens, to think about something larger than themselves, to get involved in the community. It also teaches them independence. They learn from one another. They learn from older scouts. There's not a lot of sports or organizations that has that whole package. One of the most important gifts of scouting for our family is that my son is an only child. And scouting has been our way of being able to provide him with an amazing group of siblings. And they have been with each other from the beginning. And they support one another, but in the end, he has gained an extension to our family. You will find yourself in the middle of an organization and a big family that supports you as a parent as you try to pass these values on to your sons. And I think that that has been very, very, very important to us. I can't imagine my life without scouting. If you care about your sons and you're enthusiastic about life and you want a program that's based in values, you absolutely can do it. I think that when you want to grow a young boy into a young man, you really don't have a better choice than Scouting.
0: The Scouts have an incredible history with the United Methodist Church. It's long and storied, and it's significant. Um, so we're grateful to have um, both, both of y'all in this uh, church, and uh, we want to support you in every way. Um, Mark and Bill will be in the back as well, the kids, and they'll be in the 11 o'clock service uh, introducing themselves as well. So make sure you ask them any questions you have. Um, we're asked to pray for Jim Abbott, who has aggressive cancer for John Tomonko's sister who had a stroke yesterday and to pray for a family. Let's pray together. Gracious God you've made such a um, enormous powerful world that's beyond our imagination. You've made every one of us You've created all that is, and we don't recognize it all the time. But as we start to study water and the way in which you've used it to bless your people, help us to have an understanding of its significance, of how so many elements of life begin with water, how critically our body depends upon water. And when our body feels weak, when our loved ones are sick, when we lose those dear to us, the pain and the angst and the anger at times wells up inside of us. Help us, Lord, to understand the love of your creation. And even though it's fragile, as represented in so many ways. There's strength in all of us, being together, praying for one another, and praying to you. Bless us this morning, Lord, as we break open your word. Inspire us with the prayer your Son taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. So we looked at a number of different ways to present these texts, whether it be exactly as they occur in the Bible, or uh, a mix of Old and New Testament. I thought it would be interesting as we were um, all looking at this together to present a redemption story, creation, opportunity, struggling with that opportunity, given a new opportunity and new birth going forward. And so I think you'll, um, we'll point it out as we go. Um, but we begin, begin with a book um, called Genesis. Ever heard of it? Just kidding. <laughs> it's the beginning, the very beginning. We're going to be talking about water. Verse 4, ch- chapter 2, verse 4. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Now no shrub had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no one to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground." Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east, in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. Now when we read this, we quickly jump to what's going on with the man, what's going on with the woman, what's going on with that tree, and what's going on with what they did with that tree, and what happens after that. If we set all that aside, say let's talk about water this is this is your first headline the first thing is always water I've told y'all before that I did a wedding on highway 123 right off of it in a farm that 123 actually cut in half when it came along and it was by a beautiful tree by a beautiful creek and um, My model for a conversation is to ask questions, curious questions about that thing, and I may have a little bit of knowledge, I may not. So I said, how is it that farms always end up by water? That's crazy luck. And of course the farmer was like, "Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's because we put them near the water. We start the farm near the water. And golly, when you don't have a base of knowledge uh, with a person, and that's the first thing you say to them, I'm like, well, we're off to a fast start. And he's like, you're gonna be marrying my loved one. Fantastic. (laughs) Have you ever heard that when you think you're hungry, you're actually thirsty? Um, I know that, I don't know that I live it. I'm aware of it, I'm aware that it's the case. I still wanna eat something. Um, But when when your body is telling you that you're hungry, in many cases you're actually thirsty and someone told me, uh, wish I could could give them credit, 10 days ago, two weeks ago, dehydration actually starts two days before. So if you're dehydrated today, it isn't just that you need to have a cup of water. I mean, I knew that, um, uh, you know, doing physical exercise, if you're drinking water this morning, it's way too late. Um, But I didn't realize it was two days back. Two days back, you need to be drinking water for the next day. And so human beings, whenever they've settled, the first thing they wanna get done is, let's find some water, let's make sure it's secure, let's make sure that we have it. And that trend has continued even till today. People love to settle by water, even when water's not scarce. We like to build our houses looking out at water, or by, you know, it's just, I, I think it's beautiful in whatever form it is, whether it be a mountain creek going by, or whether it be a pond, or whether it be uh, on the beach. But I think there's a deep-rooted thing of human beings, like, let's get, near, let's get near the water. It's the source of all things. And it's the first thing that God did was provide the water that they needed the most. So let me give you a quote. It's, um, it's two slides, and it's from the new... Let me make sure I get it right. New Interpreter's Bible Commentary. Um, this sits on my... Uh, shelf all the time and I thought go back and look at it putting the human being in collaboration with this story is what inspires this quote this gives responsibility to the human being not simply for maintenance and preservation but for intra-creational development y'all in on that y'all in for some intra-creational development bringing the world to its fullest possible potential God intends from the beginning that things not stay as they were initially created. God creates a paradise, not a static state of affairs, but a highly dynamic situation in which the future is open to various possibilities. Y'all want to unpack that one for a minute? (laughs) People who think real hard. People who think real hard write this stuff. That first line would I think be very frightening to anyone in church life or institutional life of any form. God intends from the very beginning that things not stay as they were initially created. What do church people love to do? Let's get this thing as the way we got it and let's keep it the way we have it until all time. I would make fun of it, except I'm getting to the point where I go, I don't know, let's just keep it the same. It's easier to keep it the same. (laughs) It's starting, uh, Katie says, I am basically behave like a 65-year-old man. in in dress, behavior, everything. Um, Yes, it's part of life. Uh, The second thing, the first thing is always water. The second thing is work slash opportunity. It's either work or it's an opportunity to be a collaborator in what this creation is designed to do. So I'll give you some parameters. If you figure it's a solo opportunity, obligation to an absent God that's tracking mistakes. And believe it or not, we all think that at one point or another. A solo obligation to an absent God who's tracking all my mistakes and just going to make me pay for them. Then it's work. If it's a collaborative response to the love that's been granted to you by the God who created all things, it's what? It's an opportunity. Now, I wouldn't, I don't think it's right to say to you, pick one today. Because I think I vary throughout the day as to whether I feel which one it is or the other. Now, in many, many cases, the times that I feel it's just work is when I'm tired. It's when, it's those moments where Katie will say, maybe you just need a snack and a nap. And maybe if we get you a snack and a nap, we'll recover, we'll get back to work. And you have that snack and a nap, you feel pretty good. If you are rested, if you're hydrated, if you understand what God did before you ever walked in the door. And understand that it wasn't all done so that you could sit back, but instead as a collaborative effort. It's an opportunity. Let's look at verse 9. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. A river watering the garden flowed from Eden. From there it was separated into four headwaters. The name of the first is Pishon. It winds through the entire land of Havilah, where there is gold. The gold of that land is good. Aromatic, resin, and onyx are also there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It winds through the entire land of Cush. The name of the third river is the Tigris. It runs on the east side Of Asher and the fourth river is the Euphrates. Now is it critical to know exactly where these were? Is there a blend of uh, the way it is today and the way that creation is described? Yes. The critical thing to note to me is that that water was there and provided places for people to be and live and grow and thrive So the first thing is always water. The second thing is work, opportunity, back and forth. The third thing is the creation of a nation. Trees, food, gold, all come from one source. It's that water. And our water comes from our God. So what do I want you to do this week? Simple. Simple. Notice those bodies of water. You know, the Department of Transportation does an amazing job notating what creek it is, what strain of what creek it is, what it's tied to. And if you go into North Carolina, forget it. Go anywhere in North Carolina on um, 85. You'll see what basin you're in and why that matters. North Carolina is really concerned that you know exactly what body of water you're, um, you're driving over. Don't just drive over it. Notice it don't just drive by it notice it don't just walk by it notice it see that water and whether it's a vital source for you in that moment or not in the in the thing it's that every single body of water on this earth that began the creation of this earth was given to us by God and we are to be thankful let us pray heavenly father when the things you have called us to do cause us to feel isolated, when they feel like obligations, when we feel like you're gone, when we feel like you simply have people writing down the dumb things that we've done so that you can bring them up next time we see you. Help us to understand that you created all things, that you love all things, that you've provided these things for us in order to thrive. Help us, Lord, not to sit back, but to collaborate in your creation, that your precious word may be proclaimed. Amen. Let's stand and read our modern affirmation together. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God, who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We are called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope. In life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. I'm going to invite you to remain standing for the beginning of the communion liturgy. If you'll join me in the parts that are bold. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done Your will. We have broken Your law. We have rebelled against Your love. We have not loved our neighbors. And we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. That corporate acknowledgement of falling short of the glory of God and the promises that we have made is so critical. Understanding that we've all fallen short those times when you think, figure you haven't, you need to understand that you have. Those times that you figure you're the only one, you need to understand that you're not. We acknowledge the ways in which we have fallen short, which is only half of it. The second half is just as important. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Amen. Turn towards one another and offer each other signs of peace and reconciliation. It's now time for our offering. It's time for for your uh, tithes and other offerings. If you will also uh, pass the attendance register if it hasn't already come, uh, so that we can note uh, your presence here. I'm going to call up our people that are going to help with communion. One of the things that I increasingly love about Holy Communion and the elements that we use is how simple they are, how simple they were that day, and how Jesus took a... um, very simple thing and made it very very important in that moment to his disciples no telling how many times they would eaten in those 18 to 36 months no telling how many times they had blessed the meal but this time was different he took the bread and he broke it and he said take and eat this is my body which is given for you Do this in remembrance of me. He said that to men who are going to truly struggle to follow what he said in the next 24, 48 hours, and really for the rest of their lives. He does the same for us. After the dinner, he took the cup. He gave thanks to you. He gave it to his disciples, and he said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood for the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Hard to count how many covenants there had been before that. Jesus created a new one with his disciples in that moment, around that table, before he went to trial. In the United Methodist Church, all who want to come forward for Holy Communion are welcome to do so. You've participated in the liturgy to come forward. We serve by intinction, which means... um, You'll come forward by the middle aisle, and we'll give you a piece of bread, and you take the bread, and you dip it into the cup, and then eat it and return to your seat. If you'd like to remain in your seat, you're certainly welcome to do so. Um, if you need gluten-free elements, we have that as well. Make sure that you um, take it on your way up. And um, if you need us to come to you, um, we'll be happy to come to you. I love involving our clergy in the church in each of our services as we serve communion. This morning, uh, Lynn Pennington is here serving with us. She immediately goes from this service each week and serves the church, leads them in an 11 o'clock service. I'm grateful to have you today, Lynn. You'll come by the middle and return by the outside.
2: He was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our sins, the punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds, by his wounds we are healed. He was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our sins punishment that For our transgressions and crushed for our sins, the punishment that brought us peace was upon him and by him. spears for our transgressions
1: he was crushed
2: for our sins the punishment that brought us peace was upon him and by him
0: Let us pray. Lord, we are so grateful for your table, for the way in which you entrusted your disciples with that critical mission, for the way in which they blessed their region and their story began to grow, for the way in which that story reached us and how we now participate. Help us, Lord, to take any opportunity we have around a table with coworkers, loved ones, neighbors, friends. To present your gospel with our actions first and then maybe our words. It's your son's name we pray. Amen.
2: Please stand and sing with us.
0: pay attention. When it comes out of your spigot, when you drive over it, when you walk past it, give thanks to the Lord your God for it. Go in peace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit go with you all. Amen.